NC State. Oh, man. Just uh, hang on. Hang on a second. Just checking to make sure NC State still has a pulse. Barely, but it's getting pretty low. Welcome in to ACC Tailgate. I'm your host, Will Dalton, a.k.a. Wilbur and Gold. You can see I'm all fired up. It's Monday. I'm jacked up. Most people hate Mondays, but I love them mainly because I get to see you people, you incredible fans of ACC Tailgate and all other shows here on Chris Landry Football, our Twitch channel. Uh, ah, man, what a great weekend. Hope you guys enjoyed it. How you guys doing? Got to check in. Like that, got, Again, Mondays. I love Mondays so much. I mean, when you love what you do and you love your process, I mean, every day is great, but Monday is just like, ah, Nothing, nothing is better than when you love Mondays. So if you missed your coffee at any point today, there you have it. You're welcome. Uh, wow, good weekend of college football, good weekend of NFL football. Not if you're a Patriot fan or a Cowboy fan, which makes me really happy. Uh, not if you're an NC State fan. Not if you're a Syracuse fan. Peter Berg, my guy hate it for you you're such a nice dude but man you picked the wrong team well you didn't not in basketball historically but football um you guys seem to have missed the boat here as of late uh fsu lost louisville finally got a win pit oh god pit oh we got a lot to talk about concerning pittsburgh uh man pit fans are hurting right now I hear you guys, by the way. I hear you. I was watching I was watching that Pitt Notre Dame game and I was reading the comments on Twitter and Pitt fans are suffering right now. I mean, you guys sounded like NC State fans. That's how bad it's getting for you guys. So, you know, I, I feel a little more sympathetic to the Pitt fans than I do NC State fans. Like I could give a I could get I could give a rip less when NC State fans are hurting and Duke fans. You know, but uh, again, as I mentioned on occasion, let's take the UNC fan goggles off, put them on, put them over here where I can still reach them if I need them. But for the sake of this show, we won't be too mean to the NC State fans. But uh, so new rankings came out, AP Top 25, obviously, as they always do every week. Uh, a lot of games we're going to get to here in a little while, but I'll, I always like on Mondays especially, you know, much like on Fridays, how I kind of like to go over just the slate, the schedule of what you guys got coming on Saturday uh, in the ACC. I always like to go over the AP Top 25 at the beginning of the show if you're new here. Obviously, first things first, if you're new here, welcome. Happy to have you. Can't wait to get to know you. But second, we like to go over the AP Top 25 Especially this year. Now, we've been very fortunate this year, you know, seeing as this is the first uh, year uh, college football season that we've had this show. 
Uh, we just happened to get in at the right time. You know, I'm glad we didn't get in last year when the ACC was so bad that even Clemson's credibility was being questioned. That's how bad the competition was in the ACC. It's been a complete 180 this year. Um, not a few teams dropped out of the top 25. I think last week, uh, last, last week's six ACC teams in the top 25, I believe I could be wrong. And please let me know in the comments, uh, if I am, and I'll make sure I get my comments up. So if anybody wants to get in here, I got you covered. Uh, but I believe that the six ACC teams that they had in the top 25 last week, I believe that's the most ever for the ACC. And it was, uh, I know for a fact that it was the most teams of any conference, even the SEC, uh, which is really, really, really good for the ACC. Uh, so what we got this week, obviously, first things first, Clemson stays number one, stays undefeated. Uh, we'll get to Clemson actually first right here out the gate uh, as we get going on a Monday. Uh, Notre Dame, big win obviously over Pitt. They were number three last week coming into that game. They dropped one spot to number four. Um, uh, and again, I've only really paid attention to where the ACC team, so I don't know who. I mean, obviously I assume Alabama is still number two. I don't know who's number three and snuck in there uh, behind Notre Dame, but they did drop down a spot, which is whoever took their spot at number three. And in fact, I'll actually Google it while I'm here uh, chopping it up with you about it, because whoever took their spot must've played a better team because I mean, Notre Dame put the beat down on Pitt, And the only reason I could see um, that Notre Dame would drop a spot after a performance like that. And God, we won't even, we're going to talk about their quarterback, uh, Ian Book, what a performance that was. Um, he was actually the quarterback in the ACC Players of the Week that came out earlier today, I think. Um, but no, like in order for a team to jump Notre Dame after they put a beat down like that on Pitt, like they would just have to play a better team or just be that much better. So it's Ohio State. They jumped in. I just want to make sure I get that for you guys just so you could – at least know, like, all right, who who leapfrogged Notre Dame, uh, which is Ohio State, as I already said. Um, Miami, third-ranked team in the top 25 for the ACC. They came in at number 11. Um, they dropped down a spot at number 12. And then, obviously, UNC is still ranked. Uh, they It's actually kind of a trend amongst our uh, teams in the top 25 Notre Dame dropped one spot. They got a win. Miami dropped one spot. They also got a win. Um, who did uh, And then obviously UNC dropped a spot after their beat beatdown of NC State, uh, which we will get into towards the back half of the show. And uh, we're going to sprinkle a little college basketball in towards the end of the show uh, because. It is upon us. It is time to start really getting into that because, you know, here in ACC country, you know, we kind of, we kind of pride and, and we got a treat this year. You know, now it's basketball and football this year that we've got a lot. We, we, we are capable of having a lot of pride in. Uh, but every year, as long as I've been alive and obviously many years before that, you know, the eight basketball is what the ACC really prides itself in. Uh, 
So we'll get into that at the very end of the show briefly. And then Friday on that on Friday's show, we're going to kind of get into the depth, uh, the top 25, what I've got uh, regarding college basketball, I guess, to give you a little uh, tease preview here. Uh, so they came out ESPN uh, earlier today, a few hours actually before the show, and it caught it came across my phone, and I wanted to snag it up and at least get into that a little bit. They came out with their way too early, even though, I mean, the season, I don't know why they called it way too early because the season's going to be starting here very soon. Uh, three weeks, I think, till UNC starts playing. And I only know this because it was UNC's Instagram that popped up. I'm pretty sure it's three. I don't know if they were talking about the preseason or the regular season, but there's three weeks until they get going. Uh, I, I know the Tar Heels for sure. Uh, but they can't. So I don't know why they called it the way too early, but so be it, whatever. So they came out with their way too early top 25 nationally, AP poll, uh, whatever you want to call it. And there were a handful of ACC teams scattered in there. And so I kind of wanted to get into that just a little bit. And then, on again, on Friday's show, we're going to dive in and actually peel the onion away and kind of actually have our first legit uh, in-depth segment on college basketball as that is really getting close. The holidays are getting close. This year is close to being done. And, oh, God, I, I have a, t- a theory, and I obviously – COVID is going to play a big role in this, as it has all year. Uh, but assuming what happens with COVID, as the election ends, as you know, maybe a vaccine comes out, whatever happens the remainder of the year with COVID, if by some miracle COVID, you know, there is a vaccine or something happens that helps it start to kind of ease its way out, and again, I don't know the details on all this, so. Don't even ask me. I'm just speculating off the top of my head of what could happen. Man, if COVID could start to calm down a little bit by New Year's, do you guys understand the just the utter throwdown that is going to take place on New Year's Eve this year? Like, do you guys understand how? Like, it's obviously always crazy, and you know, it varies depending on where you live, but. I got news for you. If COVID is starting to ease its way out and it's safer to get out as we're accustomed to, uh, some stuff is going to be going down on New Year's this year like we haven't even seen before. I mean, I people are going to be so ready to put this year in the books and just turn the page. That doesn't even seem like a page. It feels like a... a, a stone tablet that we're flipping over i mean that's how this year has really played out but i don't know why i got why i got into that but that's just a theory that i have uh regarding new year's and the holidays god i can't wait i'm a big christmas guy so you can already tell like we're uh we're we're getting we're getting ready for christmas here at the dalton residence maybe not in the rest of this house but in this room in my room Oh, we're getting the Christmas fever has already begun. So get ready for that, ACC tailgate fans. We can celebrate together, Dad Gummit. Sounded like Roy Williams with the Dad Gummit there. No, nobody says Dad Gummit like Roy Williams or gosh darn it. Or, yeah, it's Dad Gummit. That's the one he uses. Nobody says that the way Roy Williams does. And we, I think we can all agree on that. So. Happy Monday, guys. We're, we're fired up. We're ready to go. So, um, oh, and also, 
I wanted to cover this since we're talking about the AP Top 25. You know, you, you couldn't, at least in my opinion, you can't talk about the AP Top 25, the new list, and not talk about the teams that fell out. Which, one of these teams, it's kind of shocking what happened, which was Virginia Tech, and we'll get into that more in depth. That, that one, to me, there's a few elephants in the room today that we're going to have to take apart one bite at a time because, you know, that's the saying, you know, the only way to eat an elephant is one bite at a time. I don't, I've never had an elephant. I don't know if you've had an elephant. Do people eat elephants? I don't freaking know. But that was the big one, Virginia Tech. Losing right at 25 minutes again up the highway for me. You know, I sit here in High Point, Winston-Salem 25 minutes away, and Wake Forest took down a ranked, really, really, really good Virginia Tech team. At least I thought they were getting a little something going, and now it almost seems like, all right, here we go again. Who's Virginia Tech? Like, again, who? which version of Virginia Tech are you going to get? I thought we knew the team that's got a powerhouse run game you know, and again, I want to get wait and get a little more in depth on this in the actual segment. But it's just like, who are you, who, who are you getting with Virginia Tech? Like, we still don't know. So that's a whole headache in itself, especially for you Hokie fans. Like, I feel bad for my uncle. I don't feel bad for NC State fans. I don't feel bad for Duke fans ever. Uh, I don't feel bad for Dallas Cowboy fans ever, except for when Dak went down. I felt bad for Dak. I did not feel bad for Cowboy fans. Let me put that out there right now. Um, but I did feel bad for Virginia Tech fans because, you know, my uncle's a Virginia Tech fan. And I don't know. I just – I don't know what – I mean, you guys are an obviously incredible running running game. We know that. But it got shut down a little bit against Wake Forest. And so, we'll, again, we'll get into that. I, I I could go on and on and on about it, but I got to reel it back in, stay composed, stay f- focused here. We got a lot to get into on a Monday. Hello to our podcast listeners, by the way. I always got to remember because, you know, we're doing this live right now on Twitch, and then obviously you guys can go and watch this after the fact when it's already been put up on Twitch here on Chris Landry Football. Uh, But then you can also, I always forget because I always want to say hello to all our different platforms. So, you know, our podcast listeners, whether you're listening on one of the podcast platforms that we uh, broadcast out to, or whether you're listening on our website, LandryFootball.com. Give us a subscri- subscribe, subscription, slurring my words, um, and I'm knocking things down. <laughs> but uh, So Virginia Tech fell out. They were ranked number 19 last week. And then obviously the one that, again, and I opened a week ago today, I opened – the show by saying NC State, even when you win, you still seem to lose. NC State was on a roll, three-game win streak, I believe it was. Got ranked for the first time since 2018. They were ranked number 23, but it came at a cost. They lost their quarterback. And, you know, Kevin Leary, he got broke his foot, or not his foot, his leg. He's out four to eight weeks. That's that's undisputed. It's for sure. He's out four to eight weeks. You can kiss that one goodbye. And so it was like they got where they were heading, ranked. And then it was just like we knew, we knew. Assuming UNC held up their end of the bargain, and they did. We'll get into that some later as well. 
we knew exactly where NC State was getting ready to go. So, you know, there's your two teams right there. So as we celebrate, obviously, as ACC fans, you know, as we celebrate Clemson 1, Notre Dame 4, Miami 12, UNC 15, then you got to acknowledge, all right, the teams that are now out of the mix in the top 25, at least as of right now. We'll see what happens moving forward. I think uh, Virginia Tech plays Louisville, who did get a big win this week. I don't know who NC State plays. I hadn't looked at it yet, but those are the two teams that are out. Uh, and so that is your top 25 news of the day. I'm going to take a sip of this water because I'm parched after all that. Excuse me. Feel free to drink some some something with me as we get hydrated and get ready to go here on a Monday. Um, so here's where I want to start now that we actually – now that we're getting into the actual like games of what happened the other day. So I don't have much to say as usual about Clemson. Uh, you know, I, I, don't, I usually don't have a lot to say about Clemson just because it's like, all right, we knew what happened. Clemson's great. Clemson. I really haven't had much to say about Clemson since they beat Miami on primetime a couple, two, three weeks ago, whatever it was. Um, uh, you know, there's just not much to say. I mean, they go up against a so-so team. In this case, they, again, apologize, Peter Berg, if you're listening, which you might see this after the fact. Hate it for you, buddy. But uh, Syracuse, not that great this year. Uh, and they lost to Clemson forty convincingly 47-21 to 21 at Clemson. And... There's just there, there hasn't been much to say about Clemson. I mean, until un, until Clemson goes up against Notre Dame in two weeks, because I'm excited to see what you know. I, and again, I'll get into Notre Dame here in just a few minutes, so I'm not even going to say what I was going to say just yet. We're going to stick right here at Clemson, Syracuse. Um, you know, until we see Clemson playing a Notre Dame when they did play against a Miami, and even that did not go very well for Miami. Until if we were to have seen you, them play UNC, and obviously we're not going to get to see that, not until maybe the ACC title game because they're not doing the conference divisional play this year because of COVID and just how they had to structure their schedule. Uh, so we're not going to see that. Uh, I do think we're going to get to see Virginia Tech and Clemson. I'm not 100% sure. what I, It's probably uh, one of the last weeks of the season. But so we're going to see Notre Dame, and I think we're going to see Virginia Tech and Clemson, and we'll see if Virginia Tech's able to get it together before then. Uh, they got a few weeks to do that. But I mean, until games like that, where Clemson's playing one of the teams that are kind of in the running for tier number two to Clemson's tier number one, like there's really not much to talk about other than silly things. Like I'll give you one. You know, Trevor Lawrence is that good. When he makes news for throwing his first pick six of his college career, that's how good Trevor Lawrence has been. And he's going to be, he's going to be a great NFL quarterback. I believe, I hope the Panthers get him because I do believe the Panthers are tanking. They're in the mix for Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I could do a whole segment on that. I'm not going to today, but listen, Carolina Panthers, they're competitive, but they're not going to win many games this year, and so I think that will put them in the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. Now, granted, they might I don't know if they're going to beat out the Jets or the Giants for that, but, you know, we shall see. 
But regardless, Trevor Lawrence, incredible quarterback. And you know, like, like I said, you know you're good when the news that you made was that you threw your first college pick six. Whoop the freaking do. Like, that's it. You know, Heisman, front runner, Heisman winner. At least I think he's won a Heisman before. Uh, but he's a, we got a new viewer. Hello. How you doing? Good to see you. We're talking a little Clemson right now uh, and just how stinking good that they've been that we really don't even have much to talk about other than just stupid stuff. Like, here's another one for you. Travis Etienne, he cramped up in the third quarter against Syracuse. And his reasoning, and I got a little bone to pick, actually, with Travis Etienne. You know, Trevor Lawrence is a Heisman frontrunner. Travis Etienne is basically directly behind him, in my opinion. So I believe one of those two guys are going to end up winning Heisman this year. I just do. So the guy, he cramps up in the third quarter against Syracuse the other day. And uh, he blamed, and and again, I'm not, uh, I'm not, falsing him for this because you know as somebody who played baseball and now plays tennis and works out regularly and is trying to develop his body like I get it the nutrition so I'm not I'm not razzing Travis Etienne I'm actually I actually agree with him on this but it's just funny to talk about uh so he blamed his third quarter cramps on the fact that he ate cereal for before the game and nothing else for breakfast cereal Now, that's not even so much the bone that I want to pick, not the main one anyway. You know, that's not the main, uh, that's not the main dish that I want to get at with Travis Etienne right now. Here's the main dish. Here's the burger, the steak, whatever you want to call it of what I want to get at with Travis Etienne. And and this is probably why he had a problem, maybe. I I don't, I don't know. But so he ate Frosted Flakes. That's problem number one. If you're going to eat cereal, forget Wheaties, forget Special K, forget Cheerios. If you're going to eat cereal pregame, why would you not eat Cinnamon Toast Crunch? Can we get into that? Why would you not eat Cinnamon Toast Crunch? Like, God, it just... Like, Frosted Flakes is okay, but, like, if you're going to go a sugary cereal, you go Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Damn it. That's why he cramped up. Now, and and the funny, and again, this is very meta. This is, like, to my whole point on this. Clemson is just so stinking good right now that there's literally nothing else to talk about other than just how stinking good that they've been and the little things we can nitpick are just stupid things like, oh, I don't know, going for a 61-yard field goal uh, when you're up three touchdowns to go and when you should just run out the clock to go to halftime. They did that against Miami, if you recall. Stupid things like that, you know, or kicking an extra point with a middle linebacker, which I saw them do against NC State last year. Just stupid stuff. Why wouldn't you eat Cinnamon Toast Crunch, Travis? Trav? But the funny part is, he cramped up in the third... That's not funny. But the funny part is, he cramped up in the third quarter, proceeds to come right back out, and the guy had a great day. In fact, he went 86 yards, which is not like a big day yardage-wise for him, and then had 
three touchdowns. So not only the guy cramps up in the third quarter, mainly because he ate frosted flakes and not cinnamon toast crunch, and was one of three running backs, at least in the ACC the other day, that had three touchdowns uh, rushing on the day. He was one. JV and Hawkins for Louisville. He was another. He had a big yardage day. He had 174 uh, with three touchdowns. And then obviously UNC. UNC's Javante Williams. He had another big day yet again because Carolina's run game is a juggernaut right now. Um, he had three touchdowns and 160 yards. So 86 yards for Travis Etienne. Not a big day yardage wise, but production wise, really good day. And, you know, he wanted that fourth and fifth touchdown. All he really had to do was pop in some cinnamon toast crunch. I mean, you didn't have you didn't even have to put the whole thing. You could just mix a few little flakes in there, or eat eggs and sausage like an actual athlete would before I don't know a sporting event. You know, some eggs, some sausage, maybe some oatmeal. Get a little carbs in there. I actually like to put hot sauce in my eggs. I don't know why I'm going there, but I mean, I'm just a fan. I love eggs. So I'm actually getting hungry thinking about this. I need to move on. Anywho, so yeah, Clemson wallopped Syracuse. If wallopped is a word, but I just made it one. So there you go. 47 to 21 at Clemson. Um, while I'm thinking about it, got to get a, give a little love to our sponsor, American Betting Experts. So our show, ACC Tailgate, and then all the other shows here on Chris Landry Football, we are sponsored newly by American Betting Experts. It's one of the largest licensed sports uh, and casino vendors in the U.S. We have teamed with them to give you guys special gaming offers this is for all our uh, subscribers to Landry Football, all our followers, all our podcast listeners, the whole shebang. Here's what you do. Uh, you're going to go to our website, LandryFootball.com. You're going to click on the ad that will be located in the upper right side of the page. You're going to pick among the gaming sites legal in your home state, such as BetMGM, DraftKings, FanDuel, and PointsBet. You're going to do that, sign up, and you'll instantly receive an account deposit match or risk-free bet from $100 all the way to 1G, $1,000. Can't go wrong. It's literally that easy. So, again, you'll go to LandryFootball.com. First of all, subscribe before you do this. Then go and you click on the ad that's located in the upper right side of the page. Get in on the action with a special offer from our sponsors, American betting experts, we appreciate them, and we appreciate you guys for getting in on that action. Um, so one of the games that we talked a little bit about uh, on Friday was Notre Dame at Pitt. First of all, uh, you know, and I, I know I, I said I felt sorry for pit fans and i do because they've they've had a rough go at it um you know last year they they reminded me a lot of carolina last year you know a really solid team that lost a lot of close games that you could see if they just had a little more something a little more sprinkle of zest something something zesty in there to just give them a little push 
and a little pop or something, a little snap, I don't know, it could get them there. Um, They started the year 3-0, and started the year ranked. Actually, I don't know if they started the year ranked, but they were ranked there in that little 3-0 and stretch in the back part of the top 25. And then, obviously, NC State, I believe, was the team that gave them that first loss that just sent them on a four-game losing streak. And now they're 3-4 and after a beatdown to the hands of Notre Dame the other day. But as bad as I feel for you Pitt fans, can we just stop it with the complaining about your stinking jerseys, those iron, and I get it. And actually, can I say this? They've gotten a lot of hate from fans and media and whatever else. I actually kind of like the jerseys. I like the, the the meaning behind it because Pittsburgh, Steel City, uh, you know, they're, and I don't I wish I, I'm going to learn how to actually get pictures in here so I can actually show you guys these things. But you, you've seen them, and if you haven't, just Google them real quick. You know, the helmets have like the steel iron patterns, and it's, it's all grayed out. I think there's some badass-looking jerseys. And the fact that it, it kind of goes along with the Steel City thing in Pittsburgh, to me, makes it even more cool. Meanwhile, though, I've heard nothing but Pitt fans complaining about how bad they think these jerseys look. And I'm here to tell you, Pitt fans, while that is perfectly in your right, of course, because... And, and UNC, UNC fans did it to me last year when Carolina and Duke played in basketball and they had those jerseys that had the big Duke logo and the big Carolina logo, whichever team you were on, and people hated on those jerseys. I'm sitting there thinking, these jerseys are dope. These jerseys are icy. These jerseys got a little pop to them. And meanwhile, everybody else was like, oh, they look like practice jerseys. Whatever. I, I don't know. I... I find myself, maybe it's because I'm so optimistic, I don't know, but I find myself so much of the time when something comes out on social media, like a jersey, a movie, a video game, it's like, I'm actually sitting there thinking, that's pretty cool, I like that. Like like Tom Holland, this is really off the beaten track from what we're talking about, but Tom Holland, if you know who that is, he plays Spider-Man in the latest Spider-Man Avenger movies. He's going to play Nathan Drake, an only gamer Dudes are going to know who Nathan Drake is in the Uncharted series. It's a video game series, did really well, and now they're making a movie series about, I don't know if it's a series or just one movie, but uh, Tom Holland's going to play Nathan Drake, and I thought he looked good as Nathan Drake. I thought it went well. I go to the comment section, it's nothing but people complaining about Tom Holland as Nathan Drake. You know, he's too young, he looks too young, he doesn't look... I I just so often, I feel like people just complain about stuff just to complain i don't know that's a little rant for you about optimism and my i don't know uh but anyway like the jersey thing listen pit fans you got bigger problems right now than your jerseys and they ain't that bad by the way just saying you guys got bigger issues like you got people wondering if pat nordu pat norduzzi uh has is in his final days as the head coach of Pitt football. Now he's been there six years. Uh, He's compiled a very average, maybe even below average record. Cause uh, I mean, I got it right here. I believe. Yeah. 39 and 33 over the last six years. I mean, that ain't, that ain't great. I mean, you got, you know, 
this year it has not been typical for the ACC. I mean, the ACC has got a really good thing going for them this year, but you guys all know, you ACC fans, hardcore, you know this. We're not used to this in football. Usually, I mean, obviously there's Clemson, and we might have one or two other teams that are kind of in the mix. We're not used to having six, five, even four teams in the top 25. We're not the SEC. We're not the Big Ten. Like, we're not the Pac. Like, so, you know, 39 and 33 in the ACC over the last six years is not great. It's average to maybe even below average, depending on who you ask. So, um, you know, there's people wondering if, if Pat Narduzzi, his time could be limited. You know, could he be on his way out the door? Uh, and obviously to actually get into the nitty-gritty of the Pitt-Notre Dame game, which is what I wanted to get into here for the next few minutes. Ian Book, quarterback for Notre Dame. Now, I had already given him some props. Obviously, I would given a lot of props to Notre Dame's incredible offensive line. And I would said that Ian Book was pretty good. But, man, he looked really good this weekend against Pitt. You know, and again, you know, obviously others thought so as well because he's this week's ACC quarterback of the week and and – in that whole uh, all-team thing they do every week. Uh, he threw for 312, three touchdowns. Now, granted, you know, I, if you recall, I've repeatedly said that I felt like Notre Dame was a little overrated. Uh, I still stand I still stand there, not as much today, um, but I do understand, all right, because my, my whole issue with the reason that uh, Notre Dame was ranked so high, they were three last week, they're four this week, so they're still in the top five. My whole issue is like they haven't played anybody yet. And I thought and said this on Friday's show that if Pickett, the starter for Pitt, who supposedly is NFL caliber, has yet to be seen, but he is obviously their better option at quarterback, if he were to play – I put the stake in the ground that they might, Pitt might upset Notre Dame. And they would actually be Notre Dame's most challenging up to this point game of the year. And then they got Clemson. They got Georgia Tech next week. And then they got Clemson two weeks. That didn't happen. Pickett didn't play. Yellen, you know, Yellen started the game. Uh, uh, the backup that had been struggling already uh, for Pitt. You know he did he he struggled again. Uh, he had 101 yards, three interceptions. Uh, you know they I believe they ended up putting the other backup in at some point. I think, uh, but the point being, like once I saw, and especially once the game got going, and I saw what was taking place. Once I saw Yellen was the guy they ended up going with, and I said this on Friday show. Like, I knew this was – and I said that if he plays, if Yellen were to play, I guess I overestimated him too much even still because I thought that if Yellen played, they wouldn't even crack 13 points. Uh, Well, they put up three. So, I forget 13. They didn't even crack a field goal. So, just not good things going on with Pitt. You know, the co- Narduzzi made a lot of mistakes. Uh, Just not not good. And it, and it sucks because, again, Pitt, really solid last year, just needed a little sprinkle of something to kind of get them. You know, kind of like Carolina. I mean, that's why I find those teams similar last year because they were both teams that, you know, uh, personnel-wise were okay, 
but they really made the most of what they had and were solid and just lost a lot of close games. And UNC is a perfect example of they got that extra something. They got all of Mac Brown's recruits in. Pitt needed that. And and from what I understand, and I don't obviously watch Pitt football as close as other teams in the ACC, but from what I understand, this was supposed to be one of the more talented teams that they've had in a little while. And I don't know. They're just they are they're imploding right now and they it's not it's just not going well uh for Pitt. And here's another little fun stat that added to the whole thing. Third down conversions. Notre Dame of 18 third down opportunities, they converted on 11. Pitt out of 13 third down opportunities, they converted on 3. So it just I will be interested to see when Pickett comes back at quarterback how that affects things. Like I'm I'm curious to see how much of an influence that's going to have. So, yeah, as far as Notre Dame goes, you know, they played really well. And again, Pitt, one of the better run defense, the best run defense, at least last week. Obviously, I'm sure it's changed now. I mean, they had the number one run defense in the entire nation. But their passing defense was another story, and – Ian Book just picked that apart. That's why I don't put a ton. I mean, obviously, Notre Dame looked incredible, not taking anything away from them. I just, again, we, I need to see them against, I need to see y'all against Clemson, I guess. I mean, that's the best quality team you guys even have on your schedule. Like, it, I mean, you, we didn't get to see you go up against Pickett for Pitt. So it was just like, all right, well, that was to be expected then because Yellen wasn't going to get it done and they, you know, the pass defense and everything. So, all right, Notre Dame, we'll see you against Clemson. That's all I got to say about that in the words of Forrest Gump. Um, so one of the bigger elephants in the room and maybe the biggest elephant in the room as we now have about 20 minutes or so left in the show. You know, cause I told you guys, I told you this was going to be a good show. There was so much to talk about. You don't even know where to start. So uh, Virginia Tech, I I got to take a hit here. Um, I disrespected Wake Forest on Friday. You know, not, not, I wasn't talking trash, but I disrespected them. And I got... You got to own that. And, and that, you know, that's something a lot of sports media members could uh, learn how to do better is when they are wrong on something as opposed to trying to find another argument to bend it in their face. Just say you were wrong. Like, like, come on, we're all human here. Like, I didn't, prime, and I'll tell you, like, I only talked about Virginia Tech on Friday because I specifically said, I don't even want to get into Virginia Tech Wake Forest because. I don't think it's even going to be that much of a contest. I don't think Wake Forest is going to be old. Like, I I think it's going to be a fairly convincing win by Virginia Tech. This is literally what I said on Friday. I didn't even talk about Wake Forest. And meanwhile, Wake Forest beat them 23 to 16 uh, at Wake Forest place. You know, I don't have it. You know, other than that, I mean, there were a couple things that stood out to me that we have talked about as far as Virginia tech. And I remember specifically on Friday, one of the things that was discussed. And one of the things I mentioned were obviously Virginia tech has an incredible run defense or excuse me, running offense. They've got an incredible run game. Uh, actually the run defense 
uh, is one of their big issues right now, defense in general, but specifically run defense. And that was a problem yet again against Wake Forest. Um, so the defense, obviously, and then one of the other things that was mentioned is the fact that Hendon Hooker is going to have to eventually start throwing the ball. Um, I'm not dissing his pass game because I've heard he actually has a really good arm and a really good pass game. He just really hasn't unleashed it yet. Uh, but he had to throw the ball quite a bit and he ended up throwing three interceptions, uh, did not run the ball as well as he had been. Uh, Khalil Herbert, who had, who came into the game for Virginia tech as the second best running back in the league, averaging like somewhere between 250 and 260 yards a game. He got 14 carries for like 64 yards. So even he got shut down. So the run game really was kind of a shell of itself. One of the better run games in the league. And you take into account that the defense struggled, especially the run defense again, and then throwing the ball, Hendon Hooker struggled. So it's like the two things that you really need to figure out if you're going to be something and actually be that legit two-tier team in the ACC, the two things you needed, you didn't do at all or not very well. And then on top of that, your weapon that you have that's almost better than anybody else in the league your run game, that was a shell of itself. So you put that together and you make a sandwich out of that, you get Wake Forest 23, Virginia Tech 16. So, um, oh, and also red zone mistakes by Virginia Tech was an issue. They would get down there. They'd make mistakes. Penalties hurt them. Just all in all, a very sloppy game by Virginia Tech. And so they're out of the top 25 now. And it's going to be interesting to see how they rebound. They do go up against Louisville um, next week. I don't know if they're hosting that or if Louisville's hosting at that. And Louisville just got a big win, um, which they desperately needed. They won big over FSU 48-16, to uh, you know, kind of raining on FSU's parade after – upsetting Carolina last week but so the again the theme with Virginia Tech is like all right who are we getting what version are we getting are we getting the version that can't stop a cold that can't stop a tissue as far as the run defense is concerned or are we going to get the team that comes out and runs and runs and runs and and you know acts like Forrest Gump uh, you know, I was running, and th- that's just all they do. Like, are we going to get that? So, I thought I felt pretty good about we. All right, Virginia Tech starting to put something together, and now the question again. All right, who are we getting? So, uh, so last but not least, at least on the football side of things, then we're going to get to the few ACC teams that were in the top way too early top 25 uh, poll that ESPN put out today, and then we'll wrap up. So, obviously, NC State, UNC was the big showdown, especially if you're a fan of one of those two teams, and obviously I am. Um, Eat it, NC State fans. So, as we discussed on Friday, both of these teams had a lot at stake. 
in 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 different ways. You know, UNC was coming off of a choke job against FSU, one of the worst teams in the ACC. Uh, their receivers struggled to catch wide open passes against FSU. Um, they dropped from five all the way down to fourteen in the rankings. And it just wasn't a good week for Carolina. So they had a lot to figure out. You know, a lot of people were calling them overrated. Um, just not, you know, a lot a lot at stake for Carolina to figure out, all right, how are you going to respond to that? Are you going to actually end up being overrated and lay an egg against NC State? Or are you going to respond and say, nah, uh uh we're that team you thought we were. We just had a stinker. We had a bad week. On the NC State side of things, it was the question of, all right, we're ranked. We got some expectation now, but we've also lost our starting quarterback. That's been a big reason why we're in this position to begin with, Kevin Leary or Devin Leary. Uh, so it was like a bittersweet. You know, we're ranked. We're twenty three. We're ranked for the first time since twenty eighteen. But. Uh, you know, we, we, we're back in the quarterback carousel again. And that, that to me, was why, and I called it, I, I remember I told you guys, like, I thought that Carolina was going to absolutely obliterate NC State, and that happened, 48-21. For the simple fact that I thought that Carolina was going to come in so hungry, I believed that they were going to pick it up after what happened against FSU and on the NC state side of things, I have seen this movie before and you NC state fans have as well. You know, this one of the big reasons that NC state struggled last year and imploded and it was just so bad was because there was so much uncertainty at quarterback. You had Hockman, you had Leary, you had, excuse me, you had Finley and it was that constant rotation week after week after week. And you didn't know who you were going to get. Um, now Leary ended up taking that job this year after they upset Pitt, they got on a three game win streak. Now they didn't really play anybody that great since Pitt. Of course, even now one could argue Pitt's not a very good team anymore, but at the time they were pretty good. You know, they were ranked in the back half of the 20 top 25 and Devin Leary was a big reason why NC state went on that run became ranked, and now obviously they lose. They lose convincingly. Uh, they could not stop UNC's run game at all. Javante Williams, 160 yards, three touchdowns. Michael Carter, 106 yards, one touchdown. I mean, they couldn't stop the run game. And here, to me, the big takeaway for Carolina, because I mean, we already knew that their run game was that, that stuff, like that they were legit. I think one of the areas that Carolina hasn't been what it was last year has been their defense. I don't believe Chas Surratt had been the Chas Surratt of last year and that Carolina pass rush that was really, really good last year. They showed up against NC State. Chas Surratt had an incredible game, uh, became one of the linebackers of the week in the ACC uh, all all team, uh, all defense players of the week. You know, Surratt, eight tackles, one sack, one forced fumbles, one interception. That's the Chad Surratt that I and all of you Carolina fans out there know and that we have been looking for. And 
there he was, and let's hope he's here to stay. And and uh, you know, obviously Carolina dropped one spot, you know, so obviously that win against NC State wasn't enough to convince. And and I'm and I'm with I'm I'm on board with that because I don't think that win much much like and this will show that I'm not being biased on this. Much like I don't think Notre Dame smacking the heck out of Pitt was convincing enough because of the state of Pitt right now. Uh, and, you know, obviously Notre Dame dropped from three to four. I feel the same way about Carolina putting a smackdown on NC State because with the state of NC State and their quarterback situation and all of that, they're not the same team right now. And a smackdown against them really doesn't mean all that much. I mean, obviously it's great that Carolina retaliated and, and came back and recovered. Now are you going to keep it going and do it against – quality teams like Notre Dame and others. And I don't know who all's left on Carolina's schedule as we're now almost halfway through the season, but now we got to see what you do going forward. You know, now that the defense is clearly back in the picture and Chas Surratt's had finally had a good game, you know, what, what are we going to see now? So, and then as far as NC state, like I ain't got nothing to say. I mean, here we go again with the quarterback carousel, Hockman and Finley. Hockman started. Finley ended up coming in. Hockman had 215 yards. He did have a touchdown. He also had an interception. Finley had 143 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. So it's just like, again, we've seen this movie before from NC State. I knew it was going to happen. I knew it was going to be a problem. And I got to be honest with you, until Devin Leary comes back, It ain't going to be pretty for NC State, I really don't think. So um, I will wrap up with this. It's been a fun show here on a Monday. Um, So ESPN came out with their way too early top 25 uh, poll as we're, you know, weeks, two, three weeks uh, from some college basketball action, like I already said earlier. Uh, I saw where Carolina posted they're like three weeks away. I don't know if they were talking about preseason or regular, but we're getting close. We're less than a month away from college basketball. So I'm not going into depth really at all here just because, you know, there was more college football to talk about today than anything else. Uh, This was mainly because I saw it come across my phone today and I thought it'd be good to sprinkle it in and just kind of get the ball rolling next or on Friday show we're going to start to peel the onion back on some of these teams uh, that were in the top 25. So the first one up for the ACC is UVA. And I had already seen where UVA was actually favored over Duke and UNC. Uh, You know, UVA, Tony Bennett, they were quietly a very good team last year, you know, because obviously they won the national championship uh, the year prior and they lost a lot of the talent that, help them get that championship. However, Tony Bennett coached this team into becoming a really, really good defensive team last year. And now they're going to add more weapons and they've already got them at number four uh, in that top 25, way too early top 25, but still, I mean, that's major props to Tony Bennett that he's been able to really coach his team back into a contending position, maintain last year, good enough. They would have gotten into the tournament uh, had they played an NCAA tournament. They were on the verge of the bubble all season and then convincingly were in uh, by the end of the season. So next up, number 10, Duke. Um, 
a lot of new players, as always, for Duke coming in. Uh, number 15, UNC. Last year, I got to be honest with you. And I remember, and again, I heard all UNC, even UNC. I mean, this wasn't just Carol, uh, other fans of other teams hating on Carolina last year. This was Carolina fans last year, as you know, Carolina had their worst season in recent memory. Roy Williams had his worst losing season in his career. Um, and it just wasn't, wasn't good. You know, obviously my good friend Peter Berg always points out the fact that Syracuse stomped UNC to end the ACC tournament last year, but, uh, we won't get into that, but it was a fluke. I'm telling you guys, it was a fluke and all, and I heard all you Carolina fans that was like, Oh, maybe Roy Williams needs to get, get, knock it off. I heard all you. And I said it too. I remember telling a lot of people this. We learned who the actual Carolina fans were. I heard I heard all you, you know, hating on you know, I heard it all. I heard it all and I took it in and it put a massive chip on my shoulder. Oh I'm, I can't wait. I'm so excited. But anyway, Carol Carolina at number 15. Bring the intensity down a little bit. Uh and then final, well, not finally, because there was a close to the top 25 list, but not quite in the top 25. But number 23. Don't sleep on FSU either. I feel really strongly about that. Leonard Hamilton, always a solid coach, always has a solid team. He lost Trent Forrest, obviously, which was the best player they had last year. They're the defending regular season champs in the ACC. They're the defending ACC title champs for whatever that's worth, even though they were handed the trophy mid-tournament just because they were the highest seed. Uh, But don't sleep on FSU either. I think they're going to be back, maybe even better than last year when it's all said and done. And then uh, they had this category listed as next in line or, or, you know, I guess honorable mentions, you could say. And the one ACC team in that little cluster was Louisville, which I think is a very valid choice. Uh, but again, we're going we're gonna to get into all of that on Friday and then obviously the matchups to come on Saturday in the football, in the ACC football world. So that is going to do it for us on a Monday. I want to thank our sponsor, American Betting Experts. Be sure to get in our special offer on our website, LandryFootball.com. Give us a subscribe there. Be sure to follow and subscribe to our Twitch channel. Obviously, we've got many other shows here. All of the Power 5 conferences are represented. This one just happens to be the ACC. Uh, but we've got all the other Power 5s. We've got NFL. We've got fantasy football. We got it all for you here. Chris, uh, I should say Chris Landry has it all for you here. Uh whatever it is you're looking for. And so be sure to subscribe here. Uh, And that is going to do it for a Monday. Hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Even UNC State fans, let it soak in. Feel it. Feel it. I got to get out of here. Have a great night. We'll see you next time right here on ACC Tailgate.